0: If there's one thing I've learned about experts, they're experts on fuck all. If there's a rule, you can bend it. If there's a law, it can be broken. And from now on, I'm breaking all the rules. Because desperate men do desperate deeds.
1: Welcome, welcome. It's a hot day here in the Valley of the Sun, and we are holding the fake news final four. We have a final champion this week, and uh, I'm here joined with my uh, co-anchor, Hesher, host of the Boiler Room at ACR. Hello, Hesher. Hello,
2: Patrick. Here we go. I'm very excited to uh, get to this today.
1: And our color man from across the pond, Mr. Basil Valentine, uh, odds maker extraordinaire and sports commentator. Hello, Basil.
0: Good to be with you, Patrick.
1: Greetings from Valentine Towers. Valentine Towers there in England. And uh, guys, it's. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to announce it. Now, this has been a long battle. and You guys have seen the brackets. You've seen the deep state bracket. You've seen the state run bracket. We've had some big players in there. And it just came down to this clash of the Titans uh, this week in the finals of the Fake News Final Four. This is crowning the world champion, the top fake news outlet in the world, CNN versus the CIA. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everybody who's voted. Uh, We have a winner. And the winner is, and I have to say this was a shock, guys, Uh, CNN had a 10-point lead uh, just over a week ago, a week and a half ago, and they have just been overtaken and absolutely pummeled by the cia 59 percent to 41 percent guys i'm shocked i don't know about you but this isn't what i was expecting
0: (laughs) so this makes cia the champions of fake news the ultimate purveyors of untruth
1: well they've beaten out the new york times they've this is according to our our readers uh who voted all individual votes tallied by shout Uh, And uh, we don't have KPMG auditing the vote counts, but we can tell you that is all of our board. They've beaten MSNBC, the BBC, uh, you know, even the U.S. State Department, the Washington Post, the New York Times and CNN now. Everyone's been taken and they've laid waste to the entire field, Hesher, the CIA have. This is unbelievable.
2: It's amazing. It's a Cinderella story. It's a true Cinderella story. Two years ago they wouldn't have even been on the list. Most of the country thought they were actually an intelligence agency and not a piece of the media. So I'm I'm shocked. This is a massive blowout on the on the part of the CIA there. So good job guys. Good job. Way to way to fake news it up. I'm I'm impressed.
1: Yeah, and you know what, some of our listeners have have commented that uh, Basil that the CNN is actually under the CIA's umbrella. You know, what do you make of those allegations? Is this just you know disgruntled uh, fans out there, disgruntled readers and voters, or is there any truth to that?
0: Well, at the risk of repeating ourselves, it was you know William Colby who said, almost well, some thirty years or so ago, that the CIA owned everybody of any import in the U.S. media. And uh, the original cable news network seems to be it's particularly pet poodle. Um, I don't know of any recent occasions where CNN has challenged any CIA outpourings. It's absolutely in this, as your earlier guest Adam Garrett was saying, in this battle of parallel realities in Washington, CNN and the CIA seem to be firmly in lockstep. Um, in uh, opposition to the president.
1: Yeah, and Hesher, you know, again, it's this irony of the hand-in-glove relationship. This was also made by one of our our commenters here on the CNN side who voted for CNN. The hand-in-glove relationship with with CNN and the CIA, and this is kind of an incestuous uh, competition here, it came down to in the finals, uh, but, you know, so, you know, if this is the case, you know, where, where do we go from here? Uh, sorry,
0: should, it would be very interesting to know who actually gets a pay slip from Langley, Virginia on the CNN payroll. Do you know what I mean? Come on, let's see who actually gets some credits in their bank every month. Yeah. Courtesy, well, of, you know, courtesy of that Langley uh, bank code. You
1: know. Well, it's at moonlighting, I think, is the term uh, that we or, or maybe not. Maybe it's even deeper than that. But, Hesher, what do you make of this? You know, where does the CIA go from here? Are they going to have to launch a new channel? Uh, on, uh, on Dish or something, or, you know, where do we go from here? Can they go official? Can they come out of the closet and just say, right, we're going to launch our own media network now? You know, how far away are we from that?
2: I don't think they're going to actually do that, Patrick. You know, the the hand has come out of the glove, and, uh, the glove versus the hand made it to the the final battle here, you know, And, and the hand seems to have slapped the glove so uh i don't see why they would do that again it seems to me their best move for next season will be to uh go back to what they're very good at go back to the original model and start subverting other pieces of media get inside that alternative media get inside that youtube which is becoming the new television the new cable you know what i mean there's so many avenues for them to approach now uh like, you know, one of, the, one of the big reasons I think that they won is because of WikiLeaks and Vault 7. And what Vault 7 showed us, of course, is that these guys, uh, they're setting up miniature NSAs all over the globe, covering entire continents and regions. So, I mean, they're, they're, uh, it was a knockout win. They're, and I think that, you know, next season, they're going to have some really, really sheisty moves for, uh, for, uh, for the voters out there. In the final four to to look at when they're trying to make their votes next
1: year, yeah, yeah. So we've got this, yeah. Go ahead, Basil.
0: Well, interesting. Uh, Hesha mentions YouTube there because this week, of course, uh, a lot of alternative news uh, sites have had their uploads demonetized basically, yes, that's right. no longer getting cash from YouTube, which is a huge source of income for the likes of InfoWars and uh. The Richie Allen show I mean Richie Allen says he might have to uh, he might have to pack up unless uh, something changes and of course there's no communication in advance it's just snap no more money for you supposedly of course uh, big companies multinationals or whatever do not want their uh, companies associated with in inverted commas extremist material or basically anything that doesn't fit the official narrative so it's the start of what could be a major censorship? People have been talking about this for years. The paranoid conspiracy theorists: Oh, the internet's going to start becoming more restricted. The videos are still out there, but you know, uh, losing the income stream from them is a major blow. So,
1: yeah. So yeah, no, that's that. That is big news, and that that's a case of uh, to me. Um, uh the politicization of and we spoke about this in the first segment with uh, our guest uh, Adam Gary, the politicization of the business model of the uh, the sort of uh, international uh, cottage industry or uh, cottage entrepreneur uh, really attacking them there and so that's something definitely to look at. Now looking back at this field guys you know um, basil had picked the BBC to take to, to, to win it all basically. And uh, they were knocked out by CNN in the semifinals. And uh, we, we had high hopes for some of these, uh, I, I think a lot of high hopes for CNN, of course. And uh, some people believe that uh, the New York Times could have uh, eclipsed and, and you know, beaten the CIA to go in there for uh, a square off against CNN. And that didn't happen. You know, what are some of the memorable moments of this year's fake news final for Hesher?
2: Oh wow! There's been so many. I mean, we had, uh, of course, the Schweppes bomb, fake news, uh, which was uh, Chris Cuomo out there, of course, on, on behalf of CNN, one of their MVPs. Uh, that was that was an excellent salvo there, you know. And of course, we had. Uh, Good old Michael Weiss and the Daily Beast, which we mentioned last week, you know, with uh, the fake news story about women residents in East Aleppo committing mass suicide in order to avoid being raped by Assad troops. Total fake story. I mean, the, the, CNN really did put their best into it. I mean, we had Brian uh, Steller. Uh, Stetler out there covering for Clinton during her campaign when it was coming out that you know she was getting questions ahead of time and all that. There's there's just so many great ones and of course uh, Basil's Basil's favorite BBC uh, who lost in the semifinals. You know they really came back for a moment there. I thought Basil was going to be right. Uh, but then, of course, CNN came through in the clutch there with folks like Jake Tapper, you know, pushing the
1: uh, David Duke, KKK talking points. So, I mean, it, what, a, what a season. Just great. Yeah, it is and that brings us on to the Horace Greeley Award. This is the first annual Horace Greeley Memorial Award for Most Outstanding Fake News Journalism. And uh, this is a field of have ten. Drum
0: roll, Patrick. It, <laughs> yeah, we'll find. We'll, don't worry. We
1: got to dr- Okay, drum roll. We'll put that in post. Drum roll. Okay. Now this is a field of ten guys. Okay. Now this is Jake Tapper from CNN, Ian Panel, BBC, Nicholas Kristof, New York Times, Michael Weiss, Daily Beast, Brian Stelter. Stelter, I guess is his I, name. I have a hard time no, no, with that one too. I, I just say Seltzer, like like the Seltzer bottle. Brian Seltzer, uh, Chris Cuomo, John Snow, Channel 4, uh, Brian Williams, NBC, Rachel Madcow, uh, MSNBC, and Craig Timberg, Washington Post. There's a field of 10 there. There's uh, profiles for each of those contestants. Uh, these are finalists nominated by the, uh, uh, the uh, steering committee uh, for the Horace Greeley Award. Uh, And I think they've done a fine job, although not without controversy as well. There's a number of honorable mentions. Uh, Louise Mensch didn't make the list. And so many other outstanding fake news uh, personalities and journalists. Anderson Cooper didn't even make the top ten. That shows you how competitive the field is. Okay? Guys, we have a winner. We're going to call it. Okay? Polls close at the end of the day, but we're going to call it. Because the margin is substantial. Okay? The winner of the 2017. This is according to our readers, by the way. This is a People's Choice Award. Okay. This is a People's Choice Award. The winner of the 2017 Horace Greeley Award for most outstanding fake news journalist is John Snow of Channel 4. Fantastic. Basil Basil. Wow. What do you think about that, Basil? I didn't see that coming. Well,
0: it was that they scored that massive own goal with their fake news week, didn't they? With the uh Snow getting on going on TV in that ridiculous get up and uh, just made himself yeah. look foolish. But they've done some endless hit pieces on Syria. Um, I think that's where they've scored uh, where, where Jon Snow has scored so heavily. And he used to have a very good reputation. He did. What happened, Basil? What happened I, to that? I have no idea. I met he, him once at an art gallery, you know, that was, oh, was 10 years ago or something. He, and he, he uh, used to be so a voice I, of reason. That's right. Channel Four used to cover things that other people didn't cover. I remember them being uh, quite vocal about the Diana death. You know, they ran pieces on that, talking to Richard Tomlinson, the British spy who led the country for his life after he revealed that. You know, anyway, <laughs> they they you know they covered him, and other people wouldn't touch him. You know, so. Yeah, something's happened there. I think, you know, maybe there's been a change of editorship at the programme. Of course, Channel 4 was set up as a sort of public trust initially, but it's become increasingly commercial. So I I fear the same sort of network of news purveyors that run the news at the BBC and Sky are now running the show at Channel Four, because their choice of stories isn't as substantively different as it
1: used to be. No, it really it it very much mirrors the BBC now. Almost you can't tell the difference on many levels. But so John Snow took twenty six percent of a 10, 10 person field there, and uh, uh, and Hesher coming up nipping at his heels made a last minute lunge. Let's say for you know for the championship for the crown was none other than Rachel Maddow. Uh, from msnbc who just you know just shy of uh, john snow's performance but in the end Hesher not enough to take the greeley award
2: no sorry rachel maddow doing so much point running for the the trump russia hashtag i think that may have been her fatal mistake in her game this year you know that one it's getting old everybody's tired of it Only the most moronic of viewers out there are still buying this garbage. So I think she really blew it there. And Jon Snow, wow, yeah, you know, I'm a little surprised, but then again, I'm not because I recently just rewatched the uh, video interview that he did with the uh, Syrian politician. Uh, I believe he was a representative from Aleppo. And it was vicious. What a vicious assault! John Snow put upon that guy. Uh, he, it was amazing. He just sat there and ran through all the lines. Barrel bombs. You're, you know, Assad's using barrel bombs. He's killed, you know, tens of thousands of his own citizens. I mean, all every single lie that we have exposed over here at ACR and Twenty One Wire and Sunday Wire. He was just doubling down on and and spitting them in the face of a man who's had to live through. What has happened in that city? So, uh, John Snow, yeah, you, you've earned it, buddy. You've earned it. I can see why he he won by such a, a smashing margin there.
1: Yeah, you no, know, there's uh, you know surprisingly well maybe not Craig Timberg of the Washington Post. The, this is the guy who launched the proper not uh, uh, story that, that 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 one which is a real howler. Only it came in really I think the bottom of the field at four uh, percent of the take, the 20 votes, uh, and so didn't really perform uh, really as we thought he might. There's potential dark horse uh, potential there for that guy. Uh, Just it didn't have the superstars rule the day. Uh, And again, you know, Jon Snow really, to me, was an underdog, Basil. You know, being British, you know, we have a a big American readership, but apparently some of them have even recognized somehow that Snow deserves to take home this... uh, you know, fairly prestigious trophy. At the end of the day, I mean, I was expecting Basil, maybe some from CNN, was just going to bag this
0: for sure. Yeah, it, uh, it's a transatlantic triumph. There's no doubt. One for the Brits.
1: Yeah, another one for the Brits. So uh, that's amazing. So CIA John Snow winners of the 2017 uh, fake news final four and the Horace Greeley Award. So it'll be interesting. We'll see who uh, who wins next year, 2018. Who's going to be in the field? You know, Will we see some of the old uh, favorites in there coming back? We'll see, guys. We'll see. It certainly is interesting. But you know, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, this has been a great uh, competition. And we want to thank all our voters in total. I, I think we've had a few thousand uh, people vote um, on all the various uh, stages of the Fake News Final Four and also the Greeley Award. I think we've had at least 1,000 votes on the Greeley Award alone. Uh, just in the last uh, week, I think. So I think that's uh, fantastic. Thank you for participating, everybody on social media, Twitter and Facebook, and all our readers at 21stCenturyWire.com. And, of course, thank you to my uh, prestigious and uh, co-anchors, Hesher from ACR, and, of course, our color man from across the pond, Basil Valentine. Thank you guys as well for your input on this great, great competition.
0: Yeah, it has been, Patrick. And, you know, in, a, in an ideal world, there would be no competition next year because everybody would be telling the truth. But uh, unfortunately, I think that's unlikely to be the case. In fact, the next 12 months are, in all probability, likely to hold even more fantastic synthetic stories than we've had over the last 12 months, even though it was an election cycle.
1: And, uh, and Hesher, any final words? You know, how's... Uh do you think we're going to see any we think we're going to have to have this award next year
2: well first i want to say thank you for allowing me to be your co-host for this uh this awesome event it's been great uh a lot of fun i'm with basil i would like to say you know maybe we could have a uh most honest most groundbreaking sort of award for next year's candidates but uh Again, I'm going to have to agree with Basil, and I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to have another fantastic lineup next year. I just don't see uh, any other way about it. This this sport is, uh, is popular, and the players are already gearing up for next year. So uh, I, I'm looking for Anderson Cooper to come back. I want Anderson Cooper to bring it this year, man. Come on, where were you? How did you not make the list? So... Some of you guys down there in the honorable mentions, you're going to have to try a little harder and we'll see you next year.
1: Well, there's, there's always a possibility of the lifetime achievement award, which will be sort of an addendum to the Greeley trophy. Uh, so, you know, given to maybe some, one of the elder statesmen, maybe Wolf Blitzer, uh, who knows we'll, we'll have to see guys. But, uh, so, you know, there's a definitely potential for uh, growth there, uh, in this, uh, sphere, but, um, it's been great. So uh, that's it. Thank you, Basil, and thank you, Hesher.
2: All right. My Thanks pleasure for having me. us. Yeah.
1: What a great, great, uh, what a great panel to be judging such a prestigious competition. So, uh, and back to reality now, uh, in all seriousness, folks. Yeah, we are serious about the Greeley Award, actually. It does represent a serious problem in mainstream media uh, who are basically pushing more fake news than ever before, and uh, and then the establishment then wanting to turn its guns on uh, bloggers and uh, smaller independent people. Um, So we're just bringing attention to that. And, of course, the Fake News Final Four. You can't argue that the biggest purveyors, my friends, of fake news are all those major networks, which we have announced, websites, and also mainstream newspapers uh, throughout history have produced fake news upon fake news stories to basically start and promote illegal wars, undeclared wars of aggression, all sorts of uh, covert uh, nonsense uh, that has cost millions of lives, actually. So that's the whole point of this exercise. We've been running these polls now for almost a month, and uh, the people have spoken, and uh, thank you to everybody for participating in that. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's show. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you to our amazing guests. We had, what can I say, Adam Gary... F. William Angdahl. Thank you, Stephen Sahuni, Thank you, Basil. Thank you, Hesher. And thank you to everybody that has uh, stepped up to donate on our fund, Middle East Travel Fund. There's a link on the show page. If you want to get involved, if you want to help us uh, on our mission, on our trip, to bring you the news from the region, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. We've got a lot of work to do and a lot of prep still to do. But uh, if you want to get involved and contribute, help us. Uh, donate into there, and any amount we appreciate, is small or large, it doesn't matter. Uh, everybody's, you know, action and uh, involvement is appreciated, so we thank everybody who's done that so far. If you want to do that, go ahead. It's right there. You'll see some more information as well about what we're planning to do, and uh, hopefully we'll be speaking to you next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see from another location, perhaps, but uh, we might be We might be doing a remote. Uh, We'll see. But stay tuned. It'll be interesting next week. This is the Sunday Wire. I'm your host, Patrick Henningsen. Thank you, everybody. Have a good week. and host of The Sunday Wire and you are listening to The Alternate Current Radio Network.